Welcome to Culture Matters, a podcast exploring the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, y'all. It's Elizabeth here, and I am with my co-host, Tamarcus. Tamarcus, what's up with you? Nothing much. Glad to be here. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited for our conversation today. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because it's not just me and you, although me and you would be great. Fire. But we have a guest, and our guest's name is Ina. Mm -hmm. And Ina, can you just tell the people who you are if they don't know you? Some of our listeners know you, but some don't. So can you just tell them who you are and what you do at Citizen? I can. Yeah. My name is Ina Carruth. I'm so happy to be with you guys, especially because we're talking about friendship and we are friends. Come on. <laughs> so that Come makes on. me so happy. Um, I'm a Bible teacher. I, in a previous life, was a teacher and counselor in the public school. Mm. Uh, I went to a and I got my master's in educational psychology and counseling degree at UNT. And so it, it, I am now get to exercise my gifts by teaching the Bible and equipping the saints. I'm, I love doing that. So that's kind of my place. Uh, within this church, and I'm I'm married. I've got four kids, and they're wonderful. But I love this place, and I love my friends. Yeah, y'all are Yay. part of that. She's a fire Bible teacher, by the way, <laughs> y'all. She just kind of skated by that, but just <laughs> oh just know, just know. That's way too kind. All right, Ina, you introduced it for us, but we're talking about friendship on today's episode. Um, and I think we said it in a previous episode, hopefully we did, uh, but the Surgeon General um, made loneliness a national epidemic mm. earlier this year. I think it was like May of 2023. And so I think the conversation about friendship is something that is really important to a lot of folks because they... some. Some of us have beautiful friendships. Some of us long for more beautiful friendships. Some of us don't know how to walk into that space because friendship is both beautiful and hard. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to start our conversation off with a simple question, but an important one. What does it mean to be a friend? It's a great question. I think it's something we assume we know what that is because we have them. But to really boil down, um, as I've thought about it, just a friend is someone you share your life with. I think at some point, your lives intersect in a meaningful way, your interests intersect, and your values intersect, and that over time, it just takes a life of its own. Mm. I think over time probably yeah. is key, something we'll talk about a little bit more. Yep. Um, but even as uh, you know, we studied the book of Proverbs a few years back, and there was a whole section on relationship. And the Bible does have a lot to say about being a friend being yes. a neighbor, being a sibling. And I think when we take all those into consideration, we actually have a lot. God has a lot to say about the way we relate to one another. Um, but one of one of the, the things that I took away from the Proverbs study was that our friendships shape us. Mm -hmm. They form us. And that they actually, if you think about your life and if you move out of your home, you know, at age 18 or whenever that happens for you, um, you spend more time with friends than you do your family if you have a longer life. And wow. so it's interesting to think about uh, the people that are shaping you and that's time and space. Yeah. I love that you define it that way. Cause I've often thought like um, it's really hard to obey God in isolation because it's almost like the breath of scripture takes for granted that you're doing life in the context of other people. Yes. Um, so much of it revolves around, right. The one another's and how we ought to live and think and, deal with one another that it's it's um uh, yeah it's it's essential in how we in how we live life and so yeah you know i think about this journey uh this companion for the journey mm -hmm. um and how they're different friends for different seasons and we're going to get into all the things mm -hmm. but just the beauty of what we get to experience with one another that you can't get by yourself yeah. like there's Absolutely. an aspect of us um and you think about even the trying nature of our God. Yes. And so he himself is a community. And if we're made in his image, then we cannot experience life in its fullness without being in community with other people. Like you said to Marcus, community is written so much over scripture, mm -hmm. but in our Western culture, we see it through a lens of individualism. Mm. Uh, and there is truth spoken to us as individuals, but even things, small things like when it comes to studying our Bibles, yes. reading our Bibles by ourselves yeah. is a recent... Um, uh, practice. Practice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for most of history, Christians read it and studied it together. That's yes. right. So, yeah. Friendship, beautiful and hard. Yes. We're going to get to some of the beautiful, 
But what makes friendship difficult? Um, maybe in some ways we don't expect or some ways we don't know how to overcome. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the things that makes friendship difficult is us. <laughs> <laughs> We Not have, me. <laughs> I know, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, yeah, I think that we bring, uh, we have expectations. Um, so I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to skirt past what I, what I, what are my own expectations are. Mm. I think throughout scripture, it's like the, in, in the book of Matthew, Jesus is asking us to evaluate our own hearts first. And so I think that that probably is a starting place mm. is like, what am I expecting from this? What am I trying to not get out of it in a wrong way, but I think we have to get in that mind space of what we need and what we want. Um, and so I think that can that can be difficult is just knowing we need to know ourselves. Yeah. And then I think another thing that makes friendships difficult, um, and then other people's obviously expectation on what they yeah. want from us. Sometimes that's known, sometimes it's not. And then just being a human. There is, there's this quote from Eugene Peterson. I, I read finally um, Along Obedience in the Same Direction, which mm. some people read like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm just here to say that there's a recent copy out that's wonderful that has like a prelude by his, um, it's not called a prelude. What is that at the beginning of a book? A forward? Yeah, forward. forward by his son. Anyway, oh. but in it, he says um, in one of the chapters, it's very accessible. Um, to be a human is to be in trouble. And so... If we are approaching relationships with that first, then we know there's going to be trouble. We know mm. there's trouble in our own life. We know that there's going to be trouble in their life. And sometimes we're the trouble and sometimes it's a yeah. circumstance. And so I think that if that's sobering and that kind of brings us back into a biblical mind view, which isn't me first, it's, mm. it's what does my neighbor need? Oh, You know, so much about friendship and expectations is one expectation that's caught me up over the years. And mm-hmm. it's kind of in the sneaky expectation. And as a single woman, especially, mm-hmm. is I'm expecting my closest friends to be my everything. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, no one is meant to be your everything. Um, and the importance of why am I frustrated in this friendship? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel offended by what this person has or has not done? And many times it isn't because that person has done something wrong, but I've expected them to be something for me that only God can be. That's mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I've even recently I've had to like adjust the way I navigate my friendships so I can be a person of health mm-hmm. and not a person that is too easily offended by things that aren't the person's responsibility in the first place. Mm. Yes. I think uh, Bonhoeffer says in his book, Life Together, he's like, uh, the person who can't be alone uh, should be leery of being in community, but also mm. the person who's not in community should be leery of being alone, right? And there's a there's this aspect of our alone time with God and being able to receive uh, from him what we're supposed to receive there girds us well to not try to extract that from from friends uh, in a way that's unhealthy. You know, think about your your statement in my life. It's so easy for me to become self-seeking in friendships. And mm-hmm. often it's in like the kind of the mental dialogue around the right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like, you know, on the scoreboard, like I, <laughs> I've put up 30 and like you like 0 for 10. Like, I don't. Why am I putting in so much work? And. Often I have to be reminded, right? I think of the the story of the Good Samaritan. Like Jesus's whole takeaway is like, who was being a friend? That's right. Um, and it's like, am I am I being a friend or am I bitter because I'm, um, I'm I'm you know feeling as though I'm not receiving? And it's like, what is it? Okay, wait. Let me let me readjust. Let me repent. Yes. Get out of myself. It's just uh, that regular rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be able to look to see like, what does it look like for me to. Uh, love those well and be a good neighbor to those God has put around me. That's good. What would you all say is too close? Mm. Where you are, because I think there's this dynamic of uh, friendship can turn into codependency. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so for the listener who you've got that buddy and y'all are with each other all the time, kind of where is this mark where we're like, I maybe am too close to this person in a way where I'm not walking in the, the healthy place of friendship. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, immediately what's populating in my mind is uh, some friends I knew in college that were inseparable. They had to go to the grocery store together. They did everything together. And I think the season of my life that I'm in, I have a lot of dependents <laughs> that are dependent on me and in, yeah. in my home and, and different things like that. I think, gosh, that's a great question. Maybe um, 
it's like when I am looking, it's it's that it's that dance of what you were saying before, Elizabeth, about um, like, am I looking at this person to provide something that God's supposed to provide for me and, and being discerning in that because friendship is a gift. It is meant to minister to us and encourage us and, um, and then simultaneously, but am I, it's, it's that same way that we can go to church on a Sunday and live off of the sermon, the pastor's relationship with God and not our own relationship with God. Mm. And so I think we just have to be discerning with, even within friendships, you can talk about your spiritual life. You can talk about, hopefully you're having fun. I think that's required for friendship. But when you feel like I, I am not my whole self unless I'm with this person or what do you yeah. think? I, my, my first thought went to like, I think it, I think there's a lot to it, but I think there's friendships are supposed to point and there is a way in which it can terminate within itself. Yes. So, for example, this is actually something I've been trying to practice myself because uh, I think there is a way even being the friend that is being confided in too much. You can also there can be a source of pride of like, oh, yeah, like I'm neat, you know, especially you if you're special. a helper. Right. But it's like, you know, someone who's constantly coming to you with, you know, troubles, or whatever. And it's like, you know. Have you talked to God about that? Like, That's so good. Have you prayed about that? Versus like, yes, come to me. I have all of your answers and yeah. need, and I can be your confidant. And it's like, man, is that is that healthy for me? Is that healthy for them? And so just having some sort of checks and balances where we're reminding one another, like, who's ultimately our confidant and our savior. Um, yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot more to it, but that was... One of the, well, it's one like of the when Christ moves mind. out of the center and the relationship moves into the center and it just mm -hmm. can't bear the weight. And yes. so whenever something goes wrong or you don't meet an expectation, it feels crazy. If it's crumbling. If, if yeah. it's crumbling, I think is more symptomatic of what happens when that is the case. And they're like, wait a second, we're friends. This shouldn't affect yeah. us in this way. So what's going wrong? Yeah. Yeah. The ability to... Um, like you said, I think this idea of crumbling when something goes wrong in the friendship, because all of my identity is invested yeah. in this friendship. That's good. I can't make decisions without this friendship. Um, and sometimes I think about like if this person, because friendships have seasons. Hmm. Um, and as I've gotten older, I recognize not everybody's a friend for the entire journey. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. A lot of times it's just geography. Like mm -hmm. you just move away from people. You change churches. We only have capacity for so much um, so many close friendships, like social media, friend, like all that kind of stuff, I <laughs> yeah. think has made that a little weird because you can be engaged with people who in years prior you just lost touch with because right. um, mm. you can't, we only have so much capacity. Um, but if something were to happen to that friendship where we no longer could be close, mm -hmm. would I lose all myself mm. um, and not be able to navigate or be in this place of anger and frustration or I'm able to hold it my I think it's, can I hold my friends with open hands mm. and good. thank the Lord for the season? Um, and if the Lord changes a season, I haven't lost myself because I'm grounded in the Lord That's and not it. them. Mm. That's um, really good. But yeah, it is. It's a huge temptation because over the years, sometimes it can be feel easier to find our center in someone we can see. Yes. And not in someone that mm. is present, but we visibly can't see. And I think we're so prone to take the gifts that God gives us and make them little G gods. Yep. And mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It wasn't mm -hmm. meant to. And I'm, I've been guilty of it before for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when we think about, uh, I think on this idea of closeness and expectations, um, inclusivity in friendship. Mm -hmm. And I know to Marcus, you had some thoughts about that mm -hmm. of just sometimes we can kind of close ourselves off or um, have reactions to other people's friendship with our friend. Mm -hmm. Like it just, and I think these are all things in this area of what makes friendship beautiful and hard mm -hmm. um, and how we can handle the gift well. So Tamarcus, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I think the fir my first thought is like a, a distinction, right? Like I think there is a difference between being exclusive in a sense that can be harmful to others around and a kind of natural thing that happens in human relationships mm -hmm. where some people are more intimately close with others than, right, to your point of us only having so much capacity yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in relationships. So, you know, if I look at Jesus and it's like he's got hundreds of disciples 
following him. Mm-hmm. But then he's got like the twelve. And then with even within the twelve, it's like, but then you got the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he like he wasn't in sin and in, mm-hmm. in, in that being true about his relationships, that there is there's some level of that within any human relationship. You got people who you're closer than the others. Sometimes that gets labeled being exclusive. And I think that's that's a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you go into this kind of unhealthy relating to one another, is it's like if if I feel as though, well, like you belong to me, mm-hmm. I need you to persist. And the moment you start spending time with other people and you don't have time to, you know, you ignore my call because you're on another, I'm offended. Mm. It's like, you're my friend. They can find another. Like that, <laughs> that has a weird, and maybe we're not That's always it. like saying it or thinking it that aggressively. Sometimes maybe, but it's <laughs> that, I feel like that kind of dynamic can creep in and it's like, oh, but actually like they don't first belong, like they don't belong mm. to me. Um, and so I, I think that's where we can get exclusive. And I also think there's a way if we're responding to somebody where there is a nearness of relationship and maybe you have a relationship with with the person, but you're like, but I'm not as close mm-hmm. as this other person is. They're being exclusive. And it's like maybe they're not being exclusive. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm uh, I'm coveting mm-hmm. something that I ought to maybe just celebrate. Like, man, I love that for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that just because I'm not as close to someone as someone else is doesn't mean they're doing something wrong. And it also doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It's just mm-hmm. it is. That's just the way the relationship mm-hmm. is fit. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think I was thinking of it the opposite way about just having a more I think it's two sides. I think everything you said, I agree with and see that as wisdom. And then I think that there's also these gospel lenses that we put on that is a natural come along with yes. me in this thing. Um, yes. That yes, that there are relationships that are that are close, that are those heart connections that are there that are established over time normally, and then there's just a hang. And you know who who can hang? I'm I Anybody. I love to hang. You know how yes. I am. Um, but but I really learned that from my parents. They had like a more the merrier mentality. Mm-hmm. There was always room at the table. There was always extra room in the car if someone needed a ride somewhere. So it just is like, and then I think over time, I'm like, this this, this communicates divine hospitality. Yes. And that is what the people of God are to offer with wisdom because we can't be everyone's BFF. But I just think that we should have eyes to see those who are on the fringes, the fringes and yeah. who need a friend. And just by you inviting them over to watch the game, it's that's a big deal. And then more and in in I'm a I'm a connector, like just yeah. by nature. And so I'm like, I I like to invite a lot of people over and then maybe they're gonna make a connection in yes. friendship and they're gonna have a really encouraging conversation. And I just get to I just get to host it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think that's part of having eyes to see others, having eyes to see those who who might live alone, who might uh, not have the same um, amount of interaction with people. We need people. We need yeah. we need each other. And so yeah. I think that's where my mind goes with um, how to be an inclusive friend is to have gospel lenses to see yeah. who needs to come along. If I'm am I creating space yes. where any and everyone is welcome yeah. to come in. Um yeah, to find find connection. That's that's really helpful. I think with a, as a person, there can be this fear that I have this very good friendship, mm-hmm. and and if this person kind of is drifting away, and that that feeling can be because, like you said to Marcus, they're just spending time with somebody else. So we can we the dialogue we have in our mind sometimes can be really wild. (laughs) (laughs) What we tell ourselves, that is not true. But in our mind, it feels like, man, I'm losing my friend and all this kind of stuff. And so it's this fear that there's not enough friendship to go around. And our God is a God of friendship. I have prayed. I've been the kid that moved around so many times and prayed the prayer, Lord, give me a friend. And every time he's come through. um, And... I will also say this, maybe come back to it. Friendship hasn't always looked like what I thought it was. And so it's like, we can look at a person and say, oh, that's going to be my friend based upon the outside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the Lord will do something different. Um, yeah. 
but that uh, we would be people who always have eyes to connect with folks yes, um, and are willing to have the take the courageous step to be the person who invites, to be the person who texts, to be the person who makes a phone call, the follow-up phone call when people don't check their voicemails. Mm-hmm. Like we just would be courageous in pursuing friendship um, and in that way, creating a lot more space to receive the love that friendship brings. That's so good. I think when we put it in just one person, um, then we set ourselves up for disappointment. But it's like there's always love available through friendship. But sometimes we have to be the people who are sharing it in order for us to eventually be able to experience it. I love that you said that word courageous mm-hmm. because I think that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is a, an, an act of vulnerability mm-hmm. to invite someone because – they could say no. Mm-hmm. They could, like you said, not respond. And I think that's where, you know, even in that, it's like where when Christ is the center of that yeah. and he is my foundation, being ghosted is okay. Like it's not okay, but it's just not um it's not gonna phase me in that same yeah. way. And so yeah. when I'm truly doing uh inviting, bringing others along for for the Lord, then I don't feel bad when it's a mm-hmm. no. It's not mm-hmm. terminating on me. It's just opening the door and seeing what's yeah. there. And so just having a mindset to give without anything in return mm-hmm. is, it's a challenge. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's its its an act of courage and mm-hmm. trust in God. Yeah. I remember a good f- friend I have today, we were at a conference and she just, she had seen me at another event and she literally just tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, are you this person? <laughs> um, and then she invited me to have dinner with her and her friends because it was in her city. I was in a different city. And that friendship has just gone on to just be really beautiful. And I'm, I've am i been inspired in the way I've initiated other friendships because of the way that she was courageous with initiating with yeah. me. Um, and just opening up her friend base, opening up her home, opening up her table for dinner, and just the ways of hospitality that more often than not, I think people are wanting to be receptive to good relationships. They're they're waiting for someone to ask. But then about that, yeah. Um, before we got on the uh, recording or before we hit the button, as Tamarcus likes to say, <laughs> um, the work of friendship is the work of vulnerability and initiation. And so what advice would you guys have for someone who is a little scared about that aspect? Uh, I want friends, but I don't know how to be the best friend in terms of reaching out. And I feel like you had a, a good story brewing uh, before we got on. You want to share a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I can. I think, um, you know, I'm in my 40s, so, I've, you know, I'm reflecting back on just different friendships and different different things that I've seen over the years. And, and one story came to mind, I think, um, just a friend in a, in a friend circle that felt a little on the outside. Um, and there was potential just to be bitter or resentful that they weren't as close to the whoever the the premier folks were in that group. Um, and rather than staying on the outside and becoming bitter, they took steps of courage and were like, you know what? I'm going to be the friend that I want people to be to me. And so they started reaching out. They started inviting people into their life, into their home. And, and to take that, it took courage. And it's been so beautiful to not just wa- to watch that person change. Because it, it's mm-hmm. an interior change in the heart posture and to see it bear fruit. Because when when you're not the person in the center, it becomes more focused around others. It's freeing. That's freedom because your motive is pure. I'm not trying to posture myself to get close to this specific group. And that that gives me freedom because I'm not enslaved to, you know, trying to get close. I'm more focused on, well, who does God want me to be a friend to? Who can I be that person in someone else's life. Yeah. I um I I resonate with that so much cuz I think about a lot of like a lot of my life growing up before Christ and even yeah, I say early on following Christ. There was this uh I would have considered myself uh, uh like a person who had very few friends. Um I've had a, a couple friends for a long time, but just, you know, especially going to school felt felt outcasted. Mm. And as I reflect and think back, like some of that was Right. There's a there's a grain of of truth there to some degree. Another part of that was like I had a uh, kind of what I would consider like a prideful way of trying to like it would be the kind of thing where like you go and you sit in a room and it's like, all right, I'm going to see who comes and talks to me. Mm. And it's like, no one. See, yep. No one came. Mm. I knew it. I'm, I must be this. 
they're not right. And it's, you know, in the moment it felt very justified. And mm-hmm. then thinking back, I'm like, man, like that's kind of, that's kind of a, there's a, there's a little bit of pride in that, that mm-hmm. uh, I needed to die to. And so much more to your point, like thinking through this with a gospel lens of how difference it, how much of a difference it makes to walk in a room with the, with the knowledge and trust of like, I'm a friend of God. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yes. And out of that overflow to be able to look around and say like, who can I, who can I be a friend to? That's right. Um, in taking that step in initiating and, um, as, as the Lord helped me grow in that, I, I felt like the, the friendships that I already had, I felt like became healthier because I wasn't approaching them in that light. And then I also was able to establish more healthy friendships mm-hmm. as I was thinking more of like, how, how can I be a friend? How can I extend the kind of friendship that I have with God? Um, and um, be the kind of friend that that I would hope to receive mm-hmm. to others, and yeah, what a what a change that like that shift made. Yeah, so good. It's decided, I think the gospel lens to me reminds me that we're always welcome, mm-hmm. so that when we show up in the room, we're not showing up from the outside. Mm-hmm. We're always mm-hmm. in this place of uh, I am loved and accepted by God. And so let me take that posture in this room and not immediately put myself on the outside. Mm -hmm. Because again, people are in so many different spaces. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people aren't thinking about us as much as we're thinking about us. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because they're probably thinking about themselves. Mm. Um, And and it is, it's it's a place to me of spiritual maturity. That's right. Where how I interact with people really is not based in how they're interacting with me but who God says I am and how he has fully accepted and loved me with all our flaws, all the sharp edges, walking to sanctification through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that I enter the room as a person who belongs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that it's a journey. Um, but to me, it's a really beautiful space. It is a journey. That word belonging, mm-hmm. I think, is exactly right. Is like we're all looking for belonging. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking for too much belonging with yeah. you, that's where it gets mm-hmm. unhealthy. I think that would be like what we were talking about earlier. But when we're looking for belonging and living out of the acceptance that that Christ has purchased for us, that he, God fully loves us, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for that in you in the same way. Yes. I'm looking to experience God with you mm-hmm. and through your gifts and through fun but I'm not look. I'm not putting my full weight on you yeah. Yeah. to do something for me that God's already done for me. Yeah, mm. yeah, that and it's powerful. Yeah, because it's freeing. Because yes. people, we do not have the capacity to do that, and so I think we lose friendships because we put that on people and it doesn't work out. But also, it's just a really heavy weight yeah. uh, mm. that we're not meant to carry, and mm-hmm. people aren't meant to carry for us. Mm-hmm. Um, friendship is beautiful. Friendship's also hard. And one of the things that makes friendship hard is that we are in friendship with people who are themselves also growing mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and so how do we, let's speak to this idea of when do we walk away? Mm-hmm. Do we walk away? Because, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Ina, I can I, see it. No, I, you know, I, I thought about this. I, I don't know if I've ever known if I was walking away. Mm. I, I don't know. I can't even think of one example where I'm like, well, that's the last time I talked to that person. Yeah. I think I'm just always hopeful and maybe maybe I'm just falsely uh, optimistic. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm, you know, the friendships that have... Uh, grown have ended for different reasons or that we're just not in the same spheres anymore because of hurt. I'm just like, you know what? There's still a chance. (laughs) I'm like, God can do anything. So I don't know if I've ever, you know, walked away in that, in that sense. Um, but I think, I think the gospel gives us and the Bible speaks to perseverance Mm -hmm. more than it does, uh, quitting. (laughs) and more to endurance and bearing with one another through life. And I, obviously that's going to be different depending on our setting, our season of life. But but I, I guess I just see more of a theme of staying than I do leaving. Yeah. Um, I do think it, it requires wisdom to know this is not a friendship that's going in a direction that's going to be beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, or beneficial for my walk with Christ or whatever. I, I'm not, there are times, I don't know that I've ever experienced specifically one of those. Yeah, yeah. There are those moments um, where, you know, it just is not good or it's not safe for you to be in community with someone. 
Um, but I do think I want to hope more often than that. Mm-hmm. It just is uh, us knowing, like you said, I know how to bear with one another, mm-hmm. how to forgive, mm-hmm. uh, how to have good, healthy conversations around conflict that we've had after we've checked our own heart and our own expectations mm-hmm. and just to be people of grace. Yeah. Um, because they're not perfect. We're not perfect. And um, we become better in who we are in Christ by sharpening one another. So the conflict itself is, in some sense, what I believe God uses to help us become more like him, to help us grow, and that we would respond well to when people say, hey, Elizabeth, this is kind of going on. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about the way that you respond or show up? But that I would also be courageous enough to have those conversations with other people. But it's Mm -hmm. over time. I just want to say people, like we all change slowly. I had this conversation with um, Isaac Adams uh, Mm. on another podcast called Starting Place. Um, And he was talking about how God somehow is more invested in helping us change slowly Mm. over time instead of changing situations quickly. Yes. Mm. And that the same patience and grace God has with us that we would be able to have with other people, which is hard, Mm -hmm. but to me is where scripture points our eyes to. Yeah. I, um, I, and I'm glad you added the, there, there there is a space where things can become unsafe where it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, we need to act accordingly. Um, the other side that, I mean, it's a passage that often convicts me. Like, even as I heard you talking earlier, you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can think of a time where I'm like, yep, I'm walking away now. It's like, I've got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And if I'm honest, most of the time, like in retrospect, when I think about, like, I don't feel fully justified and like, yep, mm-hmm. that's what they did. It's kind of like, oh, man, like, I wonder if I, like, shot the gun too quick. You know, like, yeah. Um, and the, the passage that convicts me so much, uh, I think of first Corinthians six and Paul is like addressing, there's clearly something going on in the church. It must be serious. Cause it got mm-hmm. to the point of lawsuits mm-hmm. and he's like, man, like you brought that, like one, this is like within the, like the body. And like, you brought that between people who don't even believe in the same way of life we do. And like, you know, he, he wraps it up in, in verse seven and he's like, man, why not just be wronged? Mm. And I'm always like, what? like, Paul, like that's, but like, <laughs> you didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just be, like, just, like, just be, like, not like maybe you're wrong about, it, but like you're right. They what they did wasn't like that wasn't that wasn't whatever. And it's like, why not be wronged? And what does it look like to fight for unity in the midst of it? And again, to your point, like that doesn't uh, that doesn't negate the offense. That doesn't mean we don't do the work of. Uh, of rebuilding that doesn't mean that the work of rebuilding doesn't take time right like I've you know walking through counseling with people and it's like hey like it's uh, it's you can break trust quickly but it takes a long time to rebuild it and like you need to be patient and do the work right and so like there's definitely work to be done but like that posture of uh, to your point of staying right that like man this there's something about this relationship specifically and like especially with between believers Mm -hmm. uh, brothers and sisters in Christ of like uh, Christ has literally bled and given his life for the unity um, mm-hmm. that is the body of Christ. And it's like, man, we do well to do everything in our disposal mm-hmm. to maintain it. And I feel like that's what Paul had his finger on. And it's, yeah, yeah it always, to this day, like it puts me at a moment of pause of like, am I really willing to like let it on this hill? And what does it look like to to press on? I kind of have a follow-up question to that for mm-hmm. y'all. Like, so in in that sense, you know, things happen in relationships you want to maintain. Is there a space where like, you know, I hear the thing where it's like, yeah, you can, we can still be friends, but like the relationship looks different. Like, is that a, is that a thing? Do you feel like that's kind of a. I think that can be a thing. I think, I think you can forgive each other if there's been wrong. Mm -hmm. If there's been wrong, I think forgiveness can be real. And, but I also think that relationships can change in the wake of that. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to sometimes going through conflict or sharpening each other and um, walking together in that way will bring about a situation where we need to forgive each other and it can change the relationship. And And we actually have to talk to the Lord about that and let it and be OK with Adjust. relationships changing. Yeah. Sometimes we walk through those conversations and we become closer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say 
the people that I'm closest to are the people that I've had those conversations with, that faithful are the wounds of a friend kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, but yeah, I think that there are definitely times where we forgive each other from a pure heart. We're not bitter. We're not resenting. But the relationship's just different, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, what comes to mind for me is this question of, am I sinning in my response to this person? Uh, or, again, and a lot of this to me is uh, the time we spend with God before we spend it with that person. Mm-hmm. And so am I in my word? Am I praying? Am I talking to wise counsel? Other people in my life who are good with healthy friendships, because there's always that person that would be uh, like, girl, <laughs> just cut them off. Burn it down. <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> this is not the burn it down, friend. <laughs> Confident conversation. Um, but it is, like you said, Ina, sometimes it just it's just different. And I think that that speaks to uh, relational closeness. It speaks to what it means to heal and mm-hmm. rebuild trust. And it just is like, it just, it's not the same as it was. And sometimes it has been, you know, let me just give this person space. Mm-hmm. Like we experienced something. It was really hard. We just need some space. Mm-hmm. And then naturally, sometimes maybe I'll reach out in a yeah. couple of weeks, in a couple of months, and it's different. And sometimes the distance itself is like, I love you from a distance. Yeah. If you call me and needed something, I'm going to be right there. For sure. But maybe you're not in the close group of friends that you were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. And again, um, holding friendships with this open-handed gift to be able to say, I thank I'm Lord, I'm grateful for the season. Yeah. And this, it was a blessing to my life, but I don't need to hold on to it indefinitely if naturally you see things kind of come to this place of slight separation. And that's, to me, that's okay. Still be friends, but we're not as close as we used to yeah. be. So when it comes to, um, I think the the beautiful and hard is kind of the framework I've been talking about. Um, and we've had some conversation about the hard, but I also think that there's a lot of beautiful. And mm. so you all are two people, uh, and this is a question I'm asking on the fly, uh, two people who just, I believe, have lives that are blessed by friendship. Is there a story um, as you think about maybe a friend or a conversation or experience, you're like, man, in this moment, I was like, man, God, you've really gifted me something uh, that's really beautiful or it was worth pressing in and leaning into that today it is a lot stronger than it was however many years ago. And that's because you just stayed the course. Mm-hmm. The friendship that comes to mind for me is my my friendship with her name is Kim. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite things about our friendship is the way we met, which is she was serving in the nursery <laughs> for the mm-hmm toddlers and we were just dropping our daughter off, had never met her and her husband. And then over time, we just keep chatting. And then all of a sudden we're in a home group together and doing life together. Um, And uh, we have grown together over time. I can think of times where she has, Caleb's been out of town. We had newborn twins and she's feeding them with me in the middle of the night. There's this real like sacrificial, intentional love a back and forthness. Um, and, and that was, you know, 15 years ago. And so I, and I think back over time and just, uh, just the way our friendship has started in one place. And then we, you know, are serving and teaching the Bible together and meeting each other's needs and being a place of honesty. I just, I cannot believe that the Lord has been so gracious, um, to allow us to walk together for that long and going through, you know, different trials in each other's lives, families getting family members getting cancer, those kinds of things, just just really tough situations and what it looks like to press in to serve one another and to just know I you're gonna show up for me again and again and again. Um and and what I don't think I realized at the time was uh that we're just making these deposits into the mm-hmm. friendship. And there were times that we we had a lot of time together when there were seasons where we had a lot of time together and that those deposits, now we don't nearly spend as much time together, have paved a path for us to still have a thriving and close friendship, even though we maybe see each we don't see each other as much as we used to, but it's just the gift of time. And that's a mm-hmm. long, it's a long-term view. It's not not one of our favorite things to participate in sometimes because we really want it just right then. We want yeah. the fruit of a long-term friendship instantly. Yes. But it's uh, in, a, in a season where you don't know when that withdrawal is coming. So you're just depositing, inter- like encouraging one another 
uh, I mean, we've had the privilege of serving together so that when life changes, we're, we're ready. We're ready for those waves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, a friendship that comes to mind. I mean, there's a few, I share one, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Joey. Uh, we met, I was frequenting a coffee shop that he happened to work at at the time. Uh, we're both nerds and like to read. So I'd pop in and we'd talk probably more than we should as he's still trying to make other people's drinks. And, <laughs> uh, one day, and you know, that that went on for a few weeks. And I remember one day I was came in, we're doing our regular thing. I'm getting ready to walk out. And he's like, hey, man, you want to like hang out sometime like <laughs> outside of here? And I was like, Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> which turned into a night where our both of our spouses uh, uh, were, were also involved, and we uh, I'm, we're on the porch and we're talking. And now, without the pressure of you know he's got to make coffee, and we just you know it it felt like in that moment it was it just felt like a lot of ground got covered yeah. in a short amount of time. Well, it's like you've known him your whole life that like yeah. there's like a connection. Yeah. Um, and then the coolest part is like we come inside. And both of our wives are like on the couch, like cuddled up under the same blanket in tears. And they're like, I think we're friends. <laughs> and I'm like, we're looking at each other like, oh, this is like, this mm. is like, not only are we having this like close bond situation, but it's like our wives mm. are also have. And there is, you know, as a marriage, there's something about that where, special. Um, you know, short of the story, me and my wife were long distance before we got married. And so, it was definitely kind of like a you got a friend group, I've got a friend group, and like this was a friendship that I felt like we both built and started together. Mm. Um, and so there's yeah, there's some uniquenesses about you know the way the friendship has grown, but just I think of the conversations we've had over the years. Uh, we've got like uh, yearly rhythms. Every year for his birthday, we get together and go do dinner, and mm. it's just like we all look forward to it every year, and it's. Um, and so there's just, there's the fun, which me, yeah. me and Ina are big believers in fun. <laughs> it's um, required. It is required in friendships. You need to have, you need to have fun. Okay, guys. Yes. You don't remember anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think we think friendship's so spiritual and it should be yes. it too. But, but part of, I think God wants us to experience joy together. Like yes. a core memory that's populating right now is like, just like dancing at the wedding reception. Oh, come on. I mean, I'm like, no, that was glue. That was like, felt mm -hmm. like glue to friendship, like to, to have fun and just let loose and something happens in that space. So when it we is. look at friendship, like let's get together and have coffee, which I love to have coffee, but sometimes I'm like, let's do something. What yeah. should we yeah. do? Yeah. Yep, it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be serious. There's yeah. often. There's definitely moments of that. Yes. But there's. It's like can can the friendship withstand all of all of what life is? You That's know, it. like I think of some of some of my best friends. We could sit in a room and just be quiet. Mm -hmm. We're not even necessarily engaged in it. You know, I'm reading a book. They're doing, but it's like each other's presence is a comfort. Yeah. Like there's mm -hmm. so many uh, aspects of friendship that I think. Um, yeah, to your point, it's like. You, you you need a healthy you need a healthy diet of interactions with your friends. Uh, yes, and I think that becomes more possible when Christ is at at the center. And it's like, hey, you know what? I took this to the Lord. Me and him gonna work this out. We're gonna go get pizza. You know, like <laughs> um, let's go. And and yeah, having having that balance. But what I about think, you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. Uh, I think about a friend of mine from seminary, and uh, her name is Jolena. And we just, I mean, seminary is a slog, like it just is. Uh, and being a woman in seminary and a woman in ministry is a very unique experience. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord just gifted me with that friend when I first came to Dallas. Like, it was just like, I'm moving here. I don't know anybody. Um, and she was, she's a person who's a connector. Mm -hmm. So she was able to connect me to all these people. But much of our time together was spent studying and eating bad pizza mm -hmm. and just <laughs> like we went on this pizza crawl through Dallas and we went to a couple spots and it was just like, girl, this is not it. <laughs> um, but it just was a lot of just really good conversations. It was her being present for me in times where I was just wiped. Like there was just so much going on in my life. It looked like the enemy was beating me down mm. and she was just there to help pray for me, but also to tell me to get up off the floor <laughs> and to be strong in the faith that I said I had committed my life to. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, just like deep belly laughter about the craziest things that were happening, but also a woman who encouraged me 
to run fast after the Lord mm. and to be the best and to be amazing and to walk in my gifting. And she um, has since moved out of Dallas. And so we don't see each other as much, but like the last time we got together and we had a meal, it was just like, man, we're back in the same place, the same place of rich friendship. But it was something that I've seen the Lord grow over time. Mm. Um, and just to hear, like, if you haven't heard all the, mm, you know, <laughs> from, no, no, I love it. It was me too. Uh, because it just is, my heart is moved by just the gift of friendship that you all shared. Mm. And knowing the people who I mentioned, Julian, there's so many other people I could have mentioned. And just how my life is so much better and richer and stronger for the people that the Lord has courageously allowed me to be in relationship mm, with. Yeah. So good. And has it always been easy? No. No. Um, but the moments of joy mm-hmm. far outweigh the moments of difficulty. Um, and to me, it just is, I don't understand uh, a, a thriving life without friendship. Oh, mm. And good. one of the words or the terms that the Bible uses to describe us uh, specifically in the New Testament is this idea of brother and sister. Mm. Mm. That there's something about like we're family, we're coming to the table together, we're doing life together. And all of our hearts respond to that when we see it. And I think we long for that. And so I think to to kind of end us where we started this dynamic of some people listening to um, this podcast, you say yes and amen. I have those types of friendships. I know what that mm. is, man. I, yes and amen to what you're talking about. Other folks are like, man, Elizabeth, I really wish I would have that. Mm. And so what final words of encouragement would you guys have to that person who longs for this type of friendship, but maybe doesn't have that or doesn't know where to start Mm. in the places that they're at uh, and where to find those people? Do you mind if I go first? Only because I want to, only because I want to end it on what Ina has to say. (laughs) (laughs) So I... (laughs) It's not because I think it's better. I'm just like, you know, I, mean, I, I want to listen. I want to hear what Ina has to say last. That's going to, it's just going to bring us before the throne, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, the first, first thing that comes, comes to mind um, in terms of like, okay, I want these relationships as you talk about us being brothers and sisters in Christ um, is congratulations. Like you have been brought into a community of mm. people Um who are your brothers and sisters, right? It's just as in an actual family where there's siblings, it's like you didn't, you didn't like pick up, it's just like you got them. Mm-hmm. You've got siblings. And in a similar way, it's like, man, am I gonna, I can be close to my siblings. I can be distant from my siblings, but I still got siblings. Um, and maybe even thinking in in that way, right? Maybe it's your, uh, I don't know, today, day and age, you know, post 2020, we, you know, can stream a lot of, church maybe you know a good first step is like join a local body where you get to rub shoulders with people and uh because that i mean that's one of the things you miss when we when we're not in in the presence of other people is it's it's not just the uh the liturgy of you know going into the service but it's oh you like step out in the hallway and you run into somebody or you see somebody with shoes that you got on mm-hmm. and now y'all strike up a conversation like it. all of those kind of little in betweens uh are it's a it's something that's needed in uh human life right that that can lead to a depth of friendship so maybe that's a space maybe you're already a part of a local body and it's you know going back to some of the stuff we were saying earlier of rather than navigating those spaces thinking about who's going to befriend me navigating those spaces and looking out and say, who can I befriend? Who who can I come alongside of? And maybe that uh, doing it open-handedly, where it's like maybe that relationship kind of stays at a, you know, kind of here we are and we kind of do things when we're in the same space. Maybe it goes deeper. And it's like, man, that, that turns into uh, a, a best friend, uh, a nearness situation. I think in both of the examples we shared, we didn't have an idea from the moment we met that like this is gonna be my best friend. Yeah, it that just changed kind of the trajectory of it because there was freedom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it was kind of a step by step, and we stumbled upon like, oh wow, look at how close we've become. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- those are two things that 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 come to mind in terms of being a part of the body of Christ and the the gift that we have in one another to be accessed as we engage with one another the way the, the scriptures call us to. That's good. I. I... I think what you prayed for, Liz, is someone who's moved a lot, just like praying, God, would mm. you give me a friend? 
it is his, I mean, we have been saved into a family. It is his desire that we be in community. And so I just think that's a gift he loves to give. Hmm. And so when we can reorient ourselves around Christ and free up our own expectations of, of, of scoping out which friend we want instead of receiving whatever gift he's going to bring. I mean, you didn't plan on meeting your friend at DTS. I mean, that's amazing that God would gift. You weren't planning on meeting Joey at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I was just literally dropping Charlotte off at the nursery, you know, for 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 preschool ministry. It's it wasn't planned. There's something uh, there's something to that. It's like we we weren't manipulating it. Mm-mm. And so there's a, a sincerity and a freedom there. And so I'm my my number one advice, similar to yours, yes, go to a local church, but start serving somewhere. I think when we're serving from a pure heart, there is community in that space. Yeah. When I think about the people that I am closest to, they are the people that I have served with in the local church, the people that mm. um, we are going together after our common goal. It's not even our friendship. We're going after the Lord together. Yes. And so there is something incredible that happens in that space that we can't make up that we couldn't manipulate if we tried and so and so i think that if we can have a perspective to pour ourselves into the local church to join arms with other believers look for that pray god please bring me a friend i think that's a prayer he loves to answer um and like you were saying, be the friend that that you would that you want to be that you want someone to be to you and that frees you to live in a way that I think is so honoring to God and you're not looking to put your full weight on someone else. Yes. Kind of speaking to that, would can I read a C.S. Lewis quote? It's one of my favorite quotes about friendship. And it Please just do. like feels like a like a doxology to God in in arranging uh and supernaturally giving us the gift of friendship within the body of Christ. So this is from his book, The Four Loves. He said, In friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the date of our births, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one university instead of the other, the accident of a topping being raised or not raised at a first meeting, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for the Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, You have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. The friendship, uh, the friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. Thank you, Ina. I told (laughs) y'all. That just moves me. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. I have chosen you for one another. That's it. Mm -hmm. We need one another. And Christ knows that need. Yeah. And like you said, it's a, he desires to give it. Oh, that's yeah. so good. The Lord is a God who gives good gifts. And friendship is a beautiful gift um, that we were designed to have, I think, back to the garden uh, after God has created Adam, um, that he still said it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, even though Adam was with, was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, this community that we were designed to have but that he is the one in his sovereignty that orchestrates. Mm. And so that we would, whatever the takeaway you have from this conversation, whether it is that you would just be a better friend, that you would celebrate the friendships you have, or that you would pray and live with expectancy that God somehow, some way along your path is going to deposit the gift that he has given to so many of us, which is a gift of beautiful friendship. Thank you, Ina. Thank you to Marcus. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for listening to Culture Matters. This episode is produced by Chelsea Conway with editing and support from the Good Podcast Company. If you're a regular follower of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can message us on social. Check the show notes for more information on how best to connect with us. See y'all next time.